What's happening, hardscapers? This is episode 26 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk to you about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. And this week, we are going to be tackling a marketing week. That means every day this week, you are likely going to get an episode based on the topic of marketing. So we've got a lot of value coming at you this week, starting with today's episode with Mark Morrison. Mark is actually a longtime friend of mine. He works for Intrigue Media, and he's here to talk with us about acquiring the right type of clients for your business not just any clients but the best clients into your business how to identify them and how to get them into your business as leads and where to take it from there so an awesome interview coming up with mark morrison here so without further ado here is our interview with mark morrison today i'm joined by mark morrison he is a business development manager for intrigue media a digital marketing services provider for businesses in canada mark is actually a longtime friend of mine and he's here to talk with us about acquiring the clients for your landscaping business mark thank you so much for joining us here oh thanks so much for having me mike i uh, really appreciate it mark let's just get started to get to know a little bit more about yourself uh your journey and what brought you to intrigue media uh, like you said, my name is Mark Morrison. I'm a lifelong learner, motivated guy who has a passion for marketing and helping companies. I've been doing uh, marketing for about 10 years now. Throughout my time, like most companies, I'm constantly trying to find my niche, looking to see more or less what is the ideal fit for me. And I'm constantly learning what I like more and more and more. So to give you an example, in high school, I could tell I had a big interest in in business and, you know, possibly marketing. So um, at that stage, you know, I've, I developed an interest, then went to school for a marketing advanced diploma and really found out, uh, you know, you see, see things like accounting, you know, a few other things, but marketing is something that still just really pushed me. And it's a lot about how people perceive things and going from there. So I really, really established it that throughout that I was fortunate enough to have a co-op job for a home builder in the area to work with on sales and marketing initiatives. So, you know, things like brochures, a bit of web web stuff, um, a lot of print media, and also sales working in a uh, model home. So from then, uh, then I worked for a media company in the area doing mostly print and a bit of digital. So was with uh, with them for a while, cor- corporate company. And then during that time, I really started establishing a big interest in digital. Here I am, right? So yeah, like you said, I, I work uh, work for a company called Intrigue. Uh, we're a digital marketing company that helps grow businesses going after the homeowner. So homeowner as their customers would, you know, like landscape companies, home builders or renovators, flooring or furniture, mortgage, insurance brokers, anything along along those lines. So anything to do with the homeowner. So yeah, we've been extremely fortunate lately. Our, team has grown quite a bit. So we were fortunate enough to make the growth 500 fastest growing companies in Canada for the past uh, past three years. So yeah, just really just have a big passion for marketing and uh, really happy to uh, be on here today with you, Mike. Awesome, Mark. So let's just get started here talking about digital marketing and marketing in general for landscape companies. I know it's an umbrella term for so many different things that landscaping companies can do to get the clients that they want for their business. But what is something that is missed nowadays in terms of marketing for landscaping businesses? I think the first thing that people need to understand is something that they probably already know. Marketing has changed a lot throughout the years. Um, you know, maybe 10 years ago, the big thing with marketing would be that was taught in all marketing one-on-one lessons was the four P's, right? Uh, product, price, place, and promotion. 
the thing is, we've really been able to learn a lot throughout this time. And a, a big key message that I tell people right away, and this is the big one to remember, if you're going to remember anything from what I say, is that people buy emotionally, but they justify intellectually. And so think about that for a second. People buy emotionally, but they justify intellectually. So there is a book uh, called Start With Why. Uh, I'm not sure if you've read it. It's by Simon Sinek. And he talks about it. There's a three golden circle rule. So think of uh, a circle and then a circle within a circle and then another circle. So the outer circle is the what, what your company does. The middle one is the how, and then the center one is why. Okay, so all companies, I would say, I would hope so, 100% know what they do. They know how to explain it. Yeah, like, for example, landscape company, we are a podcast for hardscapes, anything like that. Uh, In terms of the how, you know, most companies have that, not all. The how is how you do it differently than your competitors. But the thing in the middle that a lot of companies don't, don't touch up on is the why. Why do you do what you do? The, the, the reason we talk about this is that golden circle rule is actually correlated with your brain. Okay? So the what and the how is correlated with the neocortex of the brain. But the why is correlated with the limbic brain. And the limbic brain is basically anything with emotion. Right? So that then correlates with decision making. So when you're going back to the people buy emotionally and justify intellectually, it's important to illustrate why your company does what you do. And it's something that you need to really think about. It's not something that, you know, is an easy answer, not something you come up in 10 minutes and and figure out. But it, it just takes a while to really dig deep and look at that. And I'll tell you one thing. It's not anything to do with money. So, you know, if you say, oh, yeah, we're here because we want to make more money. Yeah, no, that, that's not it. It's really digging deep to seeing what it is. So for example, at Intrigue, ours is empower leaders to strengthen communities. And we have that embodied into everything that we do, whether it be dealing with clients, whether it be internal, whether it be, you know, just a part of our culture. It's just something that we embody into everything that we do. So as a viewer, you know, just I think it's really important just to even write this down and think about it. Meet in your management team or think together and, and think of think of a few questions. You know, write down what you do, how you do it differently than your competitors. Why do you do it th- that way? And why is it important to you? So it's something really to internalize there. And then you also want to look more a bit about your brand and establish it. So Uh, A few questions that we look when when we're talking with clients is, if your brand was a person, how would you describe them? Uh, What are the top five questions you receive from customers? And what is the problem you're trying to solve? Another thing that we do see a lot of with companies, and this is actually just another lesson to take home, is that people hate to be sold to, but they love to buy. People hate to be sold to, but they love to buy. So Give you an example. It's not as much a landscaping example, but I think it's a, I think it's a good take home. I was buying a TV uh, about, about a year ago. I was going into Best Buy, did my research before, was walking in and narrowed it down between about three, three different options. Was just in the store looking at them. All of a sudden a sales rep comes up to me and he says, 
Oh, hi, I see, you know, you see here, you see this, uh, this TV here. Well, it has warranty on it, safety and benefits and all this stuff going through. And my initial reaction is I'm just looking. So kind of think to yourself, right? You know, how many times you said, I'm just looking in a retail store. That's because you don't want to be sold to. You want to, you want to be able to justify it on your own. Another thing that we do look at a lot is figuring out the clients that you want. I always go through an exercise with people taking your clients. So take all your clients, every, every single client that you have, and I want you to rate them A, B, C, and D. So D is the type of client that, you know, they, they email you, they give you a call and, uh, you just kind of get the little shivers, right? You're like, Oh, I don't, don't want to deal with that person. C, you know, not as bad, but it's just, you know, not an interaction that you like to do. A consistency that we find with companies is when they're rating their clients and going through is one thing that matters a lot to them is those that pay on time, right? That's the number one thing that people, when, when organizing their clients going through, B is pretty good, but A is awesome. So it stands for awesome clients. So those are the clients, you know, you wish you could clone. They're the clients that refer you. They're the clients that you love when they call. You love when you interact with them. So it's about going through and really just, really just taking a step back rather than just jumping in to something. And I find that, you know, a lot of companies do that with marketing. They just sort of jump into something and, and trial and error and go through before doing the exercises, uh, beforehand, right? So yeah, just like a few things there that, um, I just notice a lot of clients when they come in, they're, they're not doing that beforehand. It's important to do the exercises before. Absolutely, Mark. And you, you just gave us a lot of information there. So I want to run through them really quickly because you dropped a lot of things on us, including uh, people buy emotionally and justify intellectually, which is such an interesting comment to, to run through in your head. And the visualization of the three circles that you provided, the what, the how, the why, uh, definitely write this down and you know try to figure out what your business is doing how they're doing it, and why you're doing it as well. Uh, definitely some awesome, awesome advice. And you also said people love buying but hate being sold to, which is uh, also something interesting to think about, as well as you touched a little bit at the end there, rating your clients, uh, you know, and finding the clients that you are going to want to move your business forward. I remember starting out my business and, uh, you know, you didn't quite have the uh, ability to say no to some clients, but you knew that they might be that that trouble client or a little bit more of a hassle client, maybe that C rated client. But when you're starting out, you feel like you need to take on everything. But as your as your business progresses, you know, you can get a little bit more picky with these clients and get to those A rated clients, those awesome clients that you said. So, Mark, what's a strategy to come with marketing towards these A clients, these awesome clients? For sure. Well, I, the first thing, and I kind of touched up on this before, but is looking at who are your current A clients. And don't just say, oh, we're looking at, you know, 45 to 60 year old female, anything from there, like really hone on in, put names down, going through what's their buying situation, what's a belief system they have, uh, what's previous jobs you've done for them, you know, household income, things like that. You know, you won't have everything down uh, verbatim, but at least if you can get, you know, a better picture of what those specific ones are, that when you're moving forward and getting more detailed in your marketing, you can really just 
be able to refer back to that. And, you know, we do that a lot of with our clients, you know, being able to refer back to those exercises of going through and, and establishing that. And, you know, like I said, when you're talking about interests and hobbies of these, once you have that owned in, you can relate that to your marketing. So one thing that works really well, and this is going back to a, you know, a, a thing where it's about cold and warm audiences. So cold audiences, these are the ones that, you know, they've never interacted with your website or given you a call before. You're, you're sending your ads out and trying to reach these people and gain their interest and come in. So, you know, people come to your website and then they'll go off. So, there's a stat, it's 98% of people that come to a website do not make an action. So do not inquire, do not make a purchase, do not do a phone call off the first interaction. So they're, you know, that's a, that's a big, that's a big chunk right there. Only 2% of people actually go through with it. So then they go off your website. And if you're not having a marketing initiative after that, you're losing, you're losing so much because they came to your website for a reason. So you know, one, one practice that I talk a lot with clients about is remarketing. So whether it be a Google remarketing or Facebook pixel. So what I mean by that is when somebody comes to your website and then a cookie is dropped on them, they leave your website and they go, you know, for example, let's say um, NHL.com and they're on that website. Then you can have ads following those people and you can really hone on in on Hey, maybe what were they searching? What page were they on to have tailor ads go to them? And, you know, even, even in the landscape industry, you know, I know that it's very seasonal and it kind of depends on, you know, depends on people are going through. But say, for example, people come to your website and they go off, but you're not ready to have that backyard maintenance or those hardscape or anything yet. You can time that. So let's say, we're going to start servicing up those ads two months later. So it's not the type of thing where it has to necessarily come right away. It's all about your strategy. And that's why it makes so much more sense to figure out when you're looking at your A clients, when do they buy? When does it make sense? So that was an example of, a, of Google remarketing. Facebook pixel, uh, very similar. Somebody comes to your website, cookies drop, they go off and they go on Facebook and uh, the ad is serviced to them. Uh, one really cool thing about that is when the ads are being serviced to them, um, you'll be able to create lookalike audience if you're doing Facebook advertising. So uh, what it means by that is, you know, say you have 50 people that, you know, have, have interacted with the ad or come to your website, come off. You're collecting a list of, let's say, 50 people on Facebook. Then when you're doing your marketing initiatives moving forward, these are some of these people that have already taken interest as a warm clients. Maybe you want similar people to that. So they'll create a Facebook will create a, a lookalike audience that will then service those ads to those people. So you're constantly, and that's the thing I love about digital marketing and something that really just gets me passionate about it is that digital marketing, you're constantly learning and constantly getting better and really honing on in so that you can find those A clients and service them better. Yeah, absolutely. And lots of great information that you you just gave us there, including that Facebook pixel, the, the Google remarketing, which is um, something that I, I believe every, you know, every contractor, every landscaper should have on their website. And if they don't already have it, they need to install that right away so that they can start getting those 
those uh, contacts uh, on their lists that they can remarket to. And like you said, that lookalike audience, just another layer on top of that and how powerful this thing is with remarketing and remarketing to, like you said, warm uh, clients, warm people that have already visited your website and are like possibly uh, looking at getting some landscaping done in the future for sure. Yeah, you're right. It, like if it's not on there, get it on there right now. Because, uh, you know, I think like a Facebook pixel, it's free to put on. It's not an expensive thing. It's, you know, the more you're tracking, the earlier you do this, the earlier you start, the better in the end that it all turns out. Absolutely. So, Mark, how how are uh, these contractors, how are these landscapers able to determine uh, from getting these leads, which ones are going to be the A customers? What do they need to do next to, to determine if they are these A, uh, A clients? I think the big thing to do is tracking, right? So seeing where where it's coming from, um, which ones are qualified, which ones are not. And that's, you know, that's a reason companies come to us is, you know, they have a lot of people coming through, but maybe they're not the right qualified people. Maybe they're not the right, you know, they're, they're wanting to do hardscape, but they have a budget of like $200. So really just establishing out the criteria that you have when having inquiries come in. So that could be on your landing page. That could be in the inquiry form. But I think, and, and there really is no right answer right away. You know, you can have your hypothesis, you can figure it out, but it's just all about tracking and make sure whenever anything comes in that you're tracking your leads. You're seeing, you know, what, what budget that they have. Cause like I said, the more that you're tracking and the more that you're following, the more of a better answer and a better picture that you're going to have. It's, it's not, it's, it's a long-term plan. You're not going to have those answers right away. You know, we're working smarter, not harder, right? Absolutely. And getting, getting that information right off the bat, like you said, on the landing page, uh, it helps you determine if this is going to be an A client. Maybe not all the information already, but maybe once you meet with them next or you talk with them over the phone, you get a little bit more information that you can then justify if they're going to be an A client or not. Then when you meet them in person, you can have a better understanding. So like you said, getting this information as you go along. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, just going off of what you said there and relating it back to my business, I remember when I started and I would post classified ads, I found that I wouldn't be getting those A clients. Those were more uh, the the more difficult clients, but the clients that I see coming into our business from these Facebook pixel ads that we we do and from our website, these are clients that are more, much more valuable to us, much more um willing to spend money, have a higher budget, and are typically closer to those A clients that we're going for. Do you find that a lot with uh, with the landscapers that come into Intrigue, uh, that they are getting these A clients with the, the ads that you guys deliver for them? Yeah, like, long story short, it, it depends. So, you know, people people ask me all the time, like, hey, what's better Facebook ads or Google ads or email marketing or just trying to hone on in what is the right solution. And the the best answer I can give to them is, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's not the perfect one that they want. We have a belief system here at Intrigue that goes prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. So think about that for a second. Prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. So if I were to go to a doctor's office and the doctor looks at me, asks me one question, and then hands me over a prescription, that's I would be a, I wouldn't be wouldn't be too happy with that. 
right? So you need to be able to go through and look at everything holistically to figure out what is the right solution. And that's a big issue that I've seen a lot with companies, whether with prospects or clients or anyone that I, that I network with, is that people come in and they start a strategy, throw it out there, and it's more of a trial and error. The smart thing to do is to go through and do your audits. So there's a lot, and this is something that we provide. You can get other companies to do it, uh, but to go through and, and look to see, you know, how well your website, first of all, how web, how well your website's functioning. Because you can put out the best strategy out there and everything, and then it comes to your website, and then you have an extremely high bounce rate, meaning people are coming to your website, looking at it, and then going off. So there's a lot of different things. That's that's the first thing you need to look at if your strategy is bringing people to your website. As well as, you know, if you're looking at Google, what are people searching for? So doing an SEO audit. So going through, seeing, you know, looking at the region that you want, which you've established before with your A clients. So say it's something Kitchener, I'm in sort of the Kitchener-Waterloo area. So say it's Kitchener-Waterloo, Cambridge, who is searching for landscaper hardscape? Who is searching for this, seeing how many monthly searches there is? And then what's the keyword difficulty? Because, you know, how many companies are bidding on this? How many are not? I'm also looking to see how well your brand is recognized. So yeah, long story short, I, I wish I could give you a better answer of this is the way to do it. But there really is is no specific way. You need to go through and really just understand the market beforehand. There's a lot of different audits that we go through, too, and just looking at keyword search difficulty and just even, you know, social media audit, too. You know, how, how well is your social media page functioning and, and going from there? So it's long story short, you need to look at everything holistically before before anything, because every every single situation is different, Mike. Absolutely. And I, I like the words that you said there with, you know, audit and, and testing, 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 because with marketing comes lots of testing to see what's working for your business. You talked about a little bit about email marketing in there. You also talked about SEO, search engine optimization. Now, we recently just posted uh, an article about this local SEO for landscape companies on the How to Hardscape uh, website. And I want to dive into this with you because ever since I started my business, I always get these phone calls from people telling me that they're going to get me to the first page of Google. And as somebody that has practiced SEO for a long time, it just makes me laugh a little bit. So, Mark, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I'm laughing too, because <laughs> you know we talk. I talk to a lot of a lot of prospects or clients that tell me that they get those calls multiple times a day, and people saying they're from Google, Google certified, things like that. Um, you know, you know, they might be a Google partner. I'm not entirely sure. I can't speak for that. But if somebody says, "Hey, we can get you on the first page of Google right away," piece of advice. They don't know what they're talking about. So Google Google has an algorithm, and they change the algorithm about 500 to 600 times a year. So <laughs> if you think, I always tell people, have you ever seen like uh, Mike? You've seen a movie, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. So there's a part in Ocean's Eleven where they change the the safe, like the vault in the casino. They they change the password like every hour, and that's similar how Google operates. And you can't just pay to be on the top of there. Nobody actually knows the Google algorithm. You know, you, there's lots of different things that we do know, and there's lots of bloggers and go about it and people research it, but Google keeps that pretty tight knit. So there's no magical way of doing it. And even for there, I it, it goes back to what I said before. 
you really need to take a step back, do your audits and, and see how well, how well everything's performing. Cause you know, for example, you, they could say, Hey, we can put you on the top of SEO, but Google is tracking to look to see, for example, how long is someone staying on your website? Are they, you know, like I said before, if somebody's coming to your website and going off, that really is affecting it quite a bit as well. You know, things there's, there's a whole, like I could talk about SEO forever, but even just, just things like how fast is it going? How fast is it operating? That's one thing that I would definitely take away from this as well too. Test your website to see how fast it's going. Cause Google, in the end, Google is trying to find the, it's, it's, it's working for computers. It's not working for humans. And it's trying to find the best possible results for the other computers. So if it's comparing two websites and web, one website takes longer to load than the other, then that one's going to get more, more essentially towards it. So just looking at things like that, if and your, your web is mobile friendly. So, uh, because more and more people are going on mobile now and searching, you know, and you think about Google, you know, the, the first thing that people do is pull out their phone and, and Google on their phone. So you got, there's so many different aspects of it. Uh, but long story short, I hear that a lot. People phone up and say, Hey, you pay this fee. We can get you top of Google. Uh, stay away from those <laughs> big alert, big alert. <laughs> Absolutely. And if, if somebody's giving you those claims, if somebody's giving you those promises, definitely, definitely stay away. Um, Mark, you talked a little bit about email marketing previously. Is email marketing dead? Is it still viable for a landscaping company? Yeah, for sure. Like email marketing should be one of your biggest priorities when it comes to your marketing strategy. So yeah, like we often hear, you know, email marketing doesn't work. I don't read any emails, things like that. But you know, there's a lot of facts that say otherwise. There's a stat from Salesforce. Email marketing has an average return on investment of 3,800%. So for every dollar invested, the average return is $38. Although you may think to yourself, Hey, you know what? I'm not opening these emails or anything from there, but it's a strategy that, that works extremely well. One thing I didn't talk about earlier was email automation. So if you think to yourself, somebody say your strategy works and somebody comes to your website and they want to inquire about hardscape. So they send their little inquiry in, it comes through. You then phone up these people within 24 hours or whatever your, your practice is at your business and you can't get a hold of them or they're just not interested anymore or just anything along the sides of that. Email automation is sending automatic emails to these people and it works while you sleep. So let's say, for example, somebody inquires in at 2 a.m. About a, about a hardscape inquiry. An email is set up, comes over to them saying, hey, thanks so much for inquiring. We'll get back to you within 24 hours. So say you get back to them, you can't get a hold or they have a change of mind. But these people inquired for a reason. And you don't want to just leave them alone. You can still, you know, there's, and I'll get all, I can get into it another time or whatever. And you can get into newsletters, things like that. Uh, but with drip campaigns and email automation, you're selling, you're sending them relevant information. So you can have, you can set it up in terms of scheduling however you want to do it. But let's say you have a email comes three days later with a blog content on, you know, what is the best stone to use in this specific, specific area or anything like that. I'm not entirely sure what it would be. I know for different industries, it, there's, there's different things that you do, but just, you know, for example, like we work with a, with a few home builders and instead, and this kind of ties in back to 
people want to buy, but they hate to be sold. So a lot of people will send drip campaigns or emails saying, oh, inquire now and get 50% off or something like that. It, it, it's very much selling. But if you can educate people. So I always kind of think of drip campaigns as it's called the marketing funnel. So if you think of a funnel, there's a top of the funnel, middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel. So I, I always like to say tofu, mofu, bofu, just to like help people remember. If you think to yourself, so many companies concentrate on the bottom of the funnel. So the bottom of the funnel is inquire now, buy now, 50% off, things like that. So that is very much selling, but you haven't qualified your buyer enough. So when you have somebody inquire in and say they don't want to get back or whatever, you're still educating these people. So top of the funnel. So let's, uh, let's take, for example, you know, we deal with furniture companies. So I know it's not landscape companies, but I'll give you this example because we did this recently. Leather couches. So top of the funnel would be, Hey, here's some of the benefits of buying a leather couch. You know, you can still have your thing at the bottom. Hey, if you want to inquire in, but it's serving as more of an educational purpose. Then if they're interested and they click or, you know, you can set up to have three days later, middle of the funnel would be, here's what to look for when buying a leather couch. And then at the bottom of the funnel, the bottom of the funnel would be, now you've qualified these people. Now you know these people are interested. These are the right people. Then you sell to them because they justify it themselves. So long story short, we do email automation with a lot of companies and it works while you sleep. So it's, it's an automatic cycle. The day spans, it all kind of depends. You know, you could have something that spans over 30. You have seven emails spanned over 30 days. You could have four emails span over a week. It all depends on your business and, and strategizing and going from there. Absolutely. And I can see how email marketing will definitely work for a, a company like a lawn care service provider or other landscaping companies that are offering ongoing services to their clients in order to continue to provide that, that client with value as well as educating them on how they can maintain their landscaping over, over time. And also as, as for hardscape companies that have just done an installation for a customer, they've got that customer's email and then you can, you know, set up some sort of system to remind them, hey, next year, if you want us to come out and seal, maybe you didn't sell them on a, on a sealing job on that project. Hey, if you want us to come out next year to seal, let us know. And then again, at that time next year, hey, do you want us to come out and seal? It's a, it's an automated process to get more sales into your business without having to go out there and get new customers. Oh, exactly. And even like maintenance, right? If there's a few things where... You know, you tell people, hey, this is what you should do during during the winter months. This is what you should do during the summer months, things like that. But if you have it on email automation, it's friendly little reminders. Like, you know, there's so much information that's coming up to us all the time. Right? It's going all over the place. So with these little email reminders, it, it also just helps with the trust and clarity with the clients. And even, even Google reviews. You know, we've worked with clients before where, you know, they, they want to find out how well they did. So using things like Google reviews, maybe, you know, how well did you like our service? Leave us a review. We'd always like to, you know, whether positive or negative, we'd like to find out how well we performed. And it just helps with that clarity and that interaction with those A clients, right? Continuing from that, you can also offer more value to your customers, to your previous clients. It doesn't have to be just selling. It can be something as simple as giving them a reminder, hey, 
with with the product that we installed, uh, you may want to do this to it for the winter time, or you uh, you may want to remind them that you know what you can salt the products. It's not going to disintegrate the products. Just these simple reminders to remind them the value that you provided them and the value that that product is going to continue to provide them into the future. I think this is just so many different possibilities with email marketing for sure. Absolutely. Now, Mark, what are some key metrics that a landscaping company or contractor or other other business out there, uh, what, what kind of key metrics should they look for when it comes to digital marketing? Yeah, like I, I think the three big ones would be average open rate. So how many of, of all the emails that you're sending through, how many are being opened? Average click rate. Because you're not just sending, you know, every email should have a call to action or some way to come to your website. You know, you're doing this for a purpose. You want people to interact with it and then track it from there. So I would look at that. I'd also look at the unsubscribe rate too. So, you know, you want to make sure that these are relevant for these people. And there's always, you know, there is going to be unsubscribes. People are, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want these emails. So um, that's one thing to keep in mind. So if you're looking at like, Average open rate for all industries, typically about 21.33%. But the big thing to look at when comparing stats and going through is to hone on in and look at different industries. So when we hone on in, we don't just compare all companies to, to everything else. You're looking at something like a home and garden company. So kind of along the landscape industry. Uh, 21.6% is the industry average for open rate. Click-through rates, it's about 3.03%. You know, that's something to really track when going through. And also you want to have a, you know, too many clicks on the page, but you know, and looking to see how many people are clicking, how many people are interacting. And then the unsubscribe rate, industry average about 0.35 for for that industry. So just make sure when you're looking through stats and going through that you're comparing industry average, not just email marketing as a whole. Cause something like, you know, a government email or a car dealership email is going to be very different than a landscape one. What are some reasons that a landscaping company might come to intrigue? Typically we work with people that are trying to find more of a consistent flow of leads being generated throughout the year. So we talk with a lot of people and at certain times they're quiet and it gets really stressful. And then when business peaks, it gets hard to keep up. So they're really just stressing about that. A lot of times we hear from people before they work with us that I mentioned this a little earlier, but that they have a lot of the wrong type of people inquiring into their business. You know, when somebody says, Hey, my goal is to have 10 leads a week or something like that. 10 leads is great, but they don't have the money or budget to hire you. So you want to make sure you're getting the right qualified people coming through and not just these tire kickers. Because in the end, you know, you're looking to make sales and, and, and be profitable. And then, yeah, like a lot of clients that we work with before they come to us, they find it's really difficult to grow, not necessarily because they're having a tough time finding new business, which could be like a part of the problem. But the bigger problem is finding talented labor to take on the marketing so you can concentrate on their on their business. And, and and probably just another one too. People just, you know, they have a lot of tough time measuring their marketing. Especially, you know, say somebody inquires in and I'm talking with them and I'm asking them questions. You know, how well is your, you know, your Google Analytics? How is it performing? How's this stuff from there? You know, 
and they get really stressed because they don't have the answers. And, you know, I try to calm them down and say, you know what, it's like, you know, it's like you explaining landscape or hardscape to me, you know, we work, we both work in these every single day, but the big thing is measuring your marketing. Cause if you're not measuring, you're basically just guessing and you're not, you know, you're not being smart. You could be working really hard, but the key is to work smarter, not harder. So yeah, those, those are a few, a few reasons people come to us. It could be even just something like they don't think their website's performing well. And they, some people come to us and they just even want to look at audits. They just want us to do an audit to see where, where should they tackle. They're not quite sure. So yeah, just those are a few reasons uh, people come to us. Amazing, Mark. So if a landscaping company, hardscaping company is looking for digital marketing services, they're looking for a company like Intrigue, how can they get a hold of you guys and where can they find you online? Yeah, for sure. Well, if you just uh, just go to our website, intrigueme.ca, you can inquire in within there. Yeah, or you know, my email, email is mark at intrigueme.ca. Or feel free to add me on LinkedIn, Mark Morrison. I'm I'm pretty pretty active on LinkedIn, so just feel free to uh, shoot us a message. Definitely the best way to get a hold of us. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Visit us at howtohardscape.com for more information on the subject. Let us know what you want to learn about in future episodes by reaching out to us on our social channels. We are How to Hardscape everywhere you can find us. and Or you can email us, uh, contact at howtohardscape.com. We'd love it if you subscribed, rate, and reviewed this episode. If you're using Apple Podcasts or any podcast app that you're listening to this on, please subscribe. Let us know what you think of it. And thank you so much for listening in each and every week. We look forward to meeting with you next week on the How to Hardscape podcast.